scriptures with me. We're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. What are you whispering? I didn't hear Melody and you pressed record. And so then I was like, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I was like, did I friend you? Just kidding. I said, I love your polka dot pajamas. Thank you. I love them too. Oh, they're cute. <laughs> well, welcome. This week we are on week 43, which guys, that means we have just have nine weeks left. What the heck? No, that's uh, wrong, right? No, that's right. Math isn't my best. Nine weeks, yes. Um, and today we're talking a little bit more about some businessy things. Um, so our invitation this week was to the floor goal was to contact one person that could help move your business forward, and the ceiling was five people. Um, and before we get into that, and that was a day. Um, I just wanted to share what I've learned and get your guys' opinion on this. It's from Tracy's um, BFF, Benjamin Hardy. Tracy introduced us all to him. Okay, but I thought that this was fascinating um, because he really confirmed like what I felt all along about with, because lately I've been really obsessed with like, okay, what's like good, better, best? Like how... Um, you know, there's a million things that we can do to help grow our businesses, but what is what are like the things that really keep it mo- moving? And so I found this article by Benjamin Hardy, and he was talking about how um, the early morning hours when we first wake up, that's when our brain's like the most creative. That's like when it's like our productivity, like power time that you can just like, um, do so much and and he also talked about how he works out later um in the day he realized because he needs to the morning and i feel like this is something that we've all sort of realized with ourselves but for me like to have the validation of a professional um just made me be like okay you're on the right track because for a bit now i've been like i don't want to waste those morning hours working out when my brain is bright and when it's dead at like four. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Amen. I feel like I also figured this out recently and that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been getting up and that's one of the best things about working from home. I can wake up, eat breakfast, go into my office without brushing my teeth or doing my hair, putting my clothes on. I just go right into my office and I just go right to work. And I work until three o'clock, I do my workout, and then I'm done for the day. Then I can clean and hang out with friends, do what I want to do. And it has been life changing. It just feels so much better. And it just, like, I don't have this constant anxiety all the time, because I can get up, do what I have to do and do it efficiently. And then I did that for the day, I feel accomplished for the day. So I think that's awesome. I also feel like that doesn't work for everyone. 
I feel mm-hmm. like it works for a lot of people, but um, my an example is my sister. We talk about this all the time. She is the most productive at night. So for her, getting up in the morning, doing her workout, cleaning the house, doing things that don't involve brain power, it's best for her in the morning. And she gets energy throughout the day. And by the time seven o'clock hits, that's when she's ready to sit down and write and think and create. So I think it really comes down to what works best for you. And I would say that's Josh from last season. He was such a night owl and got so much done at night as well. But like, it's nice to be like, okay, this is why I like, this is really what does work for me that I've like, you know, like, I feel like it's like, that's why I love learning about all this stuff because there are, I'm glad that you brought that up because different things do work for different people. Tracy, what are your thoughts? I have, so I was super excited when I read his article about this. It, it might be the same article, it might be different. I don't know. But uh, Benjamin Hardy, he specifically states that he does like, he does like a jam session. So he does like a three to four hour period of time where he's just working on creative work and writing and anything that's productive for him to the highest productivity time is in that morning period. And then he, uh, then he does his workout around 11 or 1130. At least the article I read, um, that's what he had said. And what I found so super interesting about that is that I noticed that with working um, for a full day and then going to work out, it was like required so much self-discipline to like go get myself to work out after I'd been working all day. It was easy to like kind of cancel my workout and not go. But I do feel like it was like a more productive time because then it would kind of give me a burst of energy after that. And I would be able to get everything done that night and then crash at night and go to bed and like redo it again. So I do feel like there is some truth to that for sure. For me, I personally think that when I was working out in the morning, it was harder to, I don't know, like the mornings, I just feel like I've always struggled with energy after working out in the morning. I've always struggled with it. Like it makes me tired. So when I sit down to work, I want to sleep instead of work. Yeah. So it it is an interesting thing. I definitely think I am definitely like a later, later, like after, like I'm an afternoon workout person, ideally. No, and I, you know, I just thought, I think that this is so interesting because he talked about, he was like, guys, most people think that they're being productive, but they're constantly being distracted, whether that's social media or emails. And, and he, he just said that like most people's like working time, they really don't get that much done. And I mean, I've seen that at different times. Where it's like it's just one distraction after the next and i'm like i didn't even get anything on my plate done um so i've been trying to wake up earlier to accomplish the things that like do move business forward and i created this challenge i think originally i thought when i um thought of this a few months ago that it would be with remnus audio but i wasn't ready to um like move remnus audio forward like i just don't have the time commitment for that but this week at work um, I made a lot of phone calls um, to get people in, and I even got rejected twice, which rarely happens, but to have two rejections like in two days, I was sort of like, what in the world? But I noticed because like after those rejections, it was hard for me to call again, and I'm a nerd that loves cold calling, um, but I had to be like, Steph, it's okay that they didn't want to be on the podcast. There's other people that do. And I feel like as I called people, especially these real estate agents, there's so many people that were like struggling, right? Like it's a tough market right now as things have shifted. 
Um, but I think that a phone call, you know, there's there's so many things that you can do. You can email, you could text, but it was just good. Like, I felt like those phone calls for this week were like the best thing that I could do to move um, our business forward. And so um, it was nice that it correlated with this, even though there are days that I got distracted with other projects, I was just trying to make five phone calls a day and that kept me on, on track with everything. I'm gonna go Steph. I admire your cool calling love. <laughs> what about you guys? What, like, what did you feel about the challenge or did you do the challenge or? So my goal with contacting people, um, I have a goal to run with one new person a month, which is a big deal for me because I do not like running with other people. Running is kind of my sacred me time. I didn't know that you run with me all the time. I, you're the exception to the rule. I love running with you. I never have anxiety before running with you. <laughs> um, but running with people is scary because I, I'm like, are they going to be faster than me? But, but really, it's more the social aspect. Like, I, I could honestly deal with like, if they're faster than me, if they're slower than me. But it's just, I just have a hard time getting together with new people. It just is scary. And running is my sacred time. Um, so, but it's a great way to get to know the people in the community and to market myself as a coach. And so my goal is to run with one person a month. So tomorrow I'm actually um, running with a runner up here in Ogden. She's she's like a well-known runner. She's also a real estate Ooh. agent. So I'm going to run with her tomorrow. She actually reached out to me. Um, and then the person that I reached out to was um, another runner that I found here in Ogden who is, she's a nutritionist and she um, also has her own business um, doing nutrition for runners. So I reached out to her and we plan to run for next month. So that's what I did. Those are the people I contacted and that's the plan. So we'll see how tomorrow it. goes and yeah, it should be good. And I don't feel really like stressed or overwhelmed with that. I'm like, I can do that once a month. I'm I'm nervous for the run tomorrow, but I'm like, but we're just doing this once a month. It's a short run. And then I, I'll wait a whole nother month before I do it again. So that's awesome. awesome. Congratulations to you, Steph, also for doing five calls a day. Like that was awesome. What a great what a great uh, move forward and to overcome the resistance from the rejections that naturally kind of can set us back and then being able to push through that. Right. I just think that's huge. So that's awesome. And Melody way to make those little like steps in the right direction that are going to help I'm sure open up other doors that you haven't yet seen yet. So that's exciting. And yeah, I think it is anxiety provoking sometimes to go around with people because you just don't know skill levels and it is, it's kind of a, anxious experience, I think, for both sides. So it's good to remember that for both people. Uh, and then for myself, I uh, did not do this challenge. So um, that's my answer. <laughs> hey, Trace, I figured with um, everything with teaching that this probably wasn't the best challenge for you this week, but. Yeah, I, I have a lot going on. So I'm just trying to stay above water right now. So. How is teaching? I'm not totally staying above water, but I am like semi 
at least your nose is up so you're not dying, right? Sometimes, sometimes. It depends on the day. <laughs> no, I am. Um, no, teaching is, teaching is, uh, I'm learning a lot. And so that's what I'm going to leave it at because that seems like a neutral way to live. <laughs> so, I mean, it's good. I feel like I'm, I think I'm just, I get really focused on the gap and I've really got to, I've got to like, I've got to learn how to focus on the gains. So that is just like, that isn't my goal forever. It's just like, how can I get into the gains and not on the gap? Because it's easy to measure the gap in my job and I need to get better at measuring the gains. So there were some really good gains this past week, actually. And there's been, I mean, even today, it's like, where were the gains? Like I was really organized and I was like running my tight ship and the students don't always like that. And that's something I have to deal with. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. I think it's just like off and on. So I had some, I've had some really cool experiences with my students and I've had some really hard experiences just learning how to like not be too strict. I can be too strict. So it's like learning how to be like a loving, a benevolent dictator. <laughs> because it is like a classroom is a dictatorship, you know? I am the dictator in the classroom in regards to like, we want it to be a collaboration, but ultimately I am the leader, you know? And so it's just an interesting process to like learn how to, where to give and where not to give. I'm just, yeah. And teaching is like such an art. And sometimes I'm really bad at it. And other days it's like, oh, that was better. You know, it's just interesting. I feel like you've had a lot of changes these past months. Yeah, it's been it's been an intense amount of, uh, the last four weeks have been pretty intense. So yeah, it's good though, it's good. I'm relying a lot on God. So when things are hard, guess who you go, you go to? You go to God. So right now I'm like, hey God, how's it going? I'm here again. I need you to help me again. Hello. Okay, I'm back. Hello again. God <laughs> loves it when things are hard. <laughs> he does. He's like, man, we haven't talked this much in a while. Just kidding. It's just like, but I will tell you, like, one thing I've been doing really well at is like measuring in regards to like, I've been really doing good at the butler versus the, you know, the whole, yeah, that whole system of like being the butler the night before so that the master can rule the next day. Um, like even before this, like there's actually, I'm going to have to go finish cleaning my sinks, but I've been trying to like still clean my bed, my bathroom on Mondays, just like do it. And, uh, I've been, yeah, so there's been like, there's definitely been wins. Yeah. So there's been wins. There's, there's things that I'm still doing. Like I pack my lunch normally the night before and I do my overnight oats the night before. And so I can like have a smooth mornings and like having a smooth morning. And that makes a huge difference. And so, Yeah. There's lots of wins still. Good. How about you? How are you guys doing? <laughs> Good. I Good. feel like <laughs> I'm like <laughs> we only have a few minutes though. So let me with the morning thing, I just wanted to comment on this of because with Benjamin Hardy, I really liked what he said at the end where he said, Whatever your situation, protect your mornings. And then he said that he's blown away by how many people schedule things like meetings in their mornings. And he's like, nothing can be worse for your peak performance 
the meetings. He's like, schedule those for the afternoon. And that blew my mind because I've never thought of it that way. But I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then, um, and he said, don't check your social media. He, and he's like, if you don't protect your mornings, a million different things will take up your time. And he's like, other people will only respect you as much as you respect yourself. And I was like, okay, mic drop. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So. I feel like, I feel like that's been, um, a win for myself or, or something that I've really, like, it's really clicked for me lately. Um, I feel like my whole life has been like just chaos and trying to do what everyone wants me to do. Or what I think people want me to do. And, and, um, you know, I feel like on here all the time, I'm like, okay, I figured out a schedule that's working. And then I'm like, oh, it didn't work. Okay, I finally figured out a schedule that worked. And it didn't. And here's the thing. I feel like any of my schedules would have worked. The reason they weren't working is because I wasn't sticking to them. And I wasn't setting boundaries. And I wasn't respecting my time. And which resulted other people not respecting my time. And uh, I feel like I finally got to a place where um, I have a schedule and I'm sticking to it. And... And I'm just telling people no, and it feels so good. I feel like I finally have control over my life and my schedule. And I finally am like living in peace and not constant anxiety all the time. And it just feels good to have that power to, and to know that I have that power. And, and to, it also feels good to not feel like a jerk when I tell somebody no. It just it took me time. And it took me messing up a whole bunch to realize that I'm actually being less of a jerk by telling people no. I was actually being a jerk by telling people yes and then canceling last minute mm -hmm. or saying yes and showing up but not really being present. So I, yeah, I think that's awesome. So how do you say no? Do you just tell them no? Yeah, and that that's something that I've learned. It took me a little bit to learn how to say no and what I started out doing was I would say, no, I'm sorry, I have to do this and I have to do this. And I would explain why I was saying no. But I've learned that it's as simple as saying, no, I'm all available. I can't do that. How about we do this instead? I don't have to say, tell people why I'm saying no. All I have to say is I'm unavailable at that time. So let's try a different time. And most of the time people don't ask. And, and if people do ask, then you don't have to give an over explanation. You just say, like I said, your answer could just be, I'm just unavailable at that time. So, and most people, most of the time people respect that. So. That's awesome. That's huge. That's like, so, so huge. Wow. I feel like I'm struggling with a, um, a boundaries issue right now with the job, like trying to figure out where nobody else has boundaries. It's <laughs> my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Nobody else at my school. No, I'm just kidding. That's a lie. Some people <laughs> do. Um, but Oh man, that's definitely the struggle right now is like how to, how to, how to get on top of it enough so I can have better boundaries, but also like having boundaries even when I'm not on top of it. Right. Like, it's just interesting. So, whew, yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's and hard I, when you're in, a, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what are you going to say? I, I was just going to say it's hard when you're in an environment like that where no one else sets boundaries. So then when you set boundaries, everyone around you was like, well, what the heck are you doing? You know, like you don't have a lot of support in setting boundaries. 
And in my opinion, like, sorry, I'm going to let you talk to Steph, but I was just going to say like boundaries are a, <laughs> boundaries are a form of, and they're, they're contagious. Hey, we're on. Hey, hey David. Boundaries. David. So we're, um, uh, that's hilarious. How perfect was that? How perfect. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Proof. <laughs> um, but like, there's just like, I guess the base of the boundaries thing is just learning how to like, boundaries are contagious. So whether you have bad or good boundaries, they are contagious. And so it's, you, you, you know, just have to remember that. And I think also a good thing too is I um, have someone in my life that will always be like, that's crossing a boundary. And I'm like, honey, if you don't tell people it's a boundary, you can't expect them to not cross it. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think that's my biggest, I sort of like with the word boundary sometimes have like a little bit of like cringe with it because I've had that experience so many times where it's like, well, you crossed a boundary. I'm like, you didn't tell me that. Like, I didn't know. Like, I, mean, I would be respectful that you don't want to talk about this after a certain time or whatever. So, um, so anyways, I think that that's, it's, it's just interesting to um, think about. And I think that that's actually true, Steph. Like, you know, it's interesting when you do verbalize things and people don't respect them. That's also interesting. Yeah. They're like, huh, that didn't get respected. How do I approach that differently? Yeah, and I wasn't saying that you weren't talking about them, but I was just thinking when you guys were talking no, about No, no, but I, I actually agree with that because there are times where I'm like, am I actually sharing my boundaries or am I just thinking them and not telling them to people so people don't actually know? So that's actually something for me to reflect on. Be like, does this person know my boundary? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to set a boundary so that, that I can actually see if they'll honor the boundary once they know the boundary. Exactly. I think depending on the boundary, I think you need to learn like when it's appropriate to specifically say like, this is my boundary. And I think because that, that's something else I learned is that's what I started doing is I was telling everyone like, okay, these are all my boundaries. And I, I realized that it's not necessary to like, how do I explain this? It's not necessary to like, say straight up, like, this is my boundary. I feel like you could still set boundaries and let people know your boundaries without saying like, Hey, this is my boundary. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it, it just depends on the boundary and the situation. Well, yeah. and I think that like the, the um, Benjamin Hardy, this example of no meetings in the morning, if someone asks to do a meeting, it's not, Oh, I have a boundary. I can't do it. It's just, I'm not available, but I'm available in the in the afternoon. Right. Yeah. He's not going to be like, oh, well, I have this boundary of no meetings <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I agree when you're saying that you don't have to share everything. So, <laughs> well, our invitation for you guys this week is whether you have a, your own business or just wherever you're working to, um, to join us in um doing something daily to move the company forward and to protect i loved what he said though well i'm gonna read this again just really quick actually i think i lost it but i loved how he said let's see if you don't now i can't think of it where did it go i like okay he said if you don't protect your mo morning a million different things will take up your time and other people will only respect you as much as you respect yourself. So I feel like that's a good 
good note to end on. So thank you all for listening and remember to focus on the fire. Mm -hmm.